0: In local elections seen as a referendum on President Trump's agenda, voters went to the polls today in Virginia and New Jersey, voting in new Democratic governors, which explains why President Trump had F-16 and Blackhawk Black Hawk helicopters circling those states since about 8 p.m. Eastern time. I was so excited I couldn't even read the joke right. In <laughs> uh, other election news, 17 people are vying to oust Flint, Michigan Mayor Karen Weaver, some of the frontrunners to replace her include Eve Evian, Danny Dasani, Angie Aquafina, and Peter Poland-Spring. Barack Obama has been summoned for jury duty in the state of Illinois. It's actually really cool how even President Obama pretends to be racist to get out of jury duty. Oh. Uh, well, we all do it. In a joint press conference with Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe, President Trump said that we need to apply, quote-unquote, maximum pressure on North Korea. Experts theorize this won't be effective when you consider the fact that North Korean President Kim Jong-un himself provides maximum pressure on any chair that he ever sits in. And yet it never breaks (laughs)
1: because
0: he's a big boy. Uh, Speaking in South Korea today, President Trump said that, quote, it'll all work out. There was no fire and fury, no talk of Rocket Man. Interesting how President Trump kind of turns into Bob Marley when he's only 30 miles from the Mm -hmm. DMZ. Mm -hmm. Good for you, Mr. President. Uh, President Trump will arrive in Beijing tomorrow, which is noteworthy in that the Chinese government blocks access to Twitter throughout the entire country. Mm -hmm. Now hear me out on this. This is a little bit of a crazy theory. Don't we owe the Chinese like trillions of dollars worth of our debt? I mean, just we just let them take over. You know, I mean, you keep Trump there, but just no Twitter. I just like the sound of it. Uh, citing donor pressure, House Republicans have ignored Democratic objections and are moving forward with contentious legislation to overhaul the nation's tax code. For the uninitiated, donor pressure is a friendly euphemism for the Illuminati. <laughs> just kidding. There's no such thing as the Illuminati or Scientology or Russia. <laughs> Uh, Tom Brady says that he's so well hydrated that he can't get a sunburn, which made his wife Giselle palm her forehead and say, hey, at least he still has his looks. Godzilla (laughs) turned 62 last week. He blew out his birthday candles and wished that his wife would stop calling out King Kong's name during sex. (laughs) Famously photo shy singer Sia has tweeted out a naked photograph of herself after learning that someone was trying to sell nude paparazzi photos of her. Sure. Sia does it, and she's brave in taking a stand for women. I do it, and I'm kicked off of all social media for the rest of my life. A New Jersey couple is suing a construction company that worked on their newly purchased $2 million luxury condominium after they say they found bottles of urine, rodents, and rotten food inside the walls... Also known as the cleanest home in all of New Jersey. (laughs) I can say that because all of my family is from New Jersey. A Pennsylvania nurse put her expertise to work over the weekend when she went into labor and delivered her own baby in her car outside the hospital where she's employed. Unfortunately, because of new regulations on Obamacare, the baby owes her
1: $30,000.
0: Jimmy Fallon's mom passed away. Condolences to the family for having to listen to Jimmy giggle his way through the eulogy. NASA is seeking a nickname for a tiny icy world on the farthest, most remote edge of the solar system. So a tiny icy world isolated way out on the far edge of the solar system. I'm just spitballing here, but um, for a name, how about Hillary? Eh, Just a thought. Uh, Tokyo police have arrested a man after finding multiple dismembered bodies in coolers in his apartment. It's probably a pretty slow day in Japan if this story made news and it didn't involve a giant squid or an inflatable sex toy. Uh, Earlier today, California Representative Adam Schiff, or just Adam Schiff, told the (laughs) Associated (laughs) Press that more and more pictures of the puzzle were coming together after testimony from former Trump campaign foreign policy advisor Carter Page and a a guilty plea from another foreign policy advisor, George Papadopoulos. When asked to comment... White House spokesperson Sarah Huckabee Sanders responded, yeah, but Hillary's emails. And Vince Foster! And finally, <laughs> Syria has announced that it plans to join the Paris Climate Accord. So congratulations to the only remaining backward-thinking, oppressive regime, the United States of America. The Trump Report starts now! <laughs> You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz Begin. That was exhausting. Can I go home? (laughs) Now welcome to the Trump Report. I'm Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ for another fun-filled installment of the Trump Report. Special thanks to our pal uh, Tamara Brown, who uh, wrote some of those jokes. And uh, thanks to me for ri- writing the ones that people laughed at. I also wrote some that you didn't laugh at, but uh, we'll just focus on the positive here in The Trump Report. Join, as always, Chelsea Galicia at Chelsea Galicia. Hello. With no beverage in front of her. It makes me nervous. <laughs> Scott Moore at S-Man 80, who's crunching the numbers. Yes. And momentarily, we're going to speak about uh, the big elections. Uh, and, of course, in the booth, at Tony B. Dead. It's Tony B. D. E. D. Right, Anthony? Yes, sir. Alright, so if anybody wants to follow Anthony, that's where you do it. I bet he has more fo- followers than at TrumpReportABTV. <laughs> We're almost to 120. This is a, It's a great day. I wow. feel good about What's
1: it. What's with this tune?
0: Ah, uh, because, I'm so glad you asked. So, turning Japanese because President Trump is on his Asian tour, his Asian swing, and um, he and Shinzo Abe are definitely like bros, (laughs) and I'm surprised because... I feel pretty confident that President Trump wouldn't let him in his golf, club, golf course – golf club either. Uh, anyway, uh, there's a lot of things to talk about today, but uh, we wanted to talk about – and look, there were elections all across the country, but let's be honest. Let's talk about the ones that everybody was uh, focused on, Virginia and New Jersey. And for our numbers man, we go to S-Man 80 <laughs> on Twitter. And is yes. that also your Instagram?
2: Uh, I think it's Scott Morty. I can uh, never get my name right anywhere because of my name there's too many there's Scott too many Mores Scott Morty. Yes. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, but anyway, tell us a, a little bit about what happened and how it was shaping up yesterday. I saw some interesting polling numbers yesterday, and it seems like they weren't that far off as it turned out.
2: No, I mean, the. I think the thing that was most surprising was Virginia's, the Quinnipiac poll, which was sort of the outlier, had uh, Northam winning the Democratic governor-elect now yeah. by nine points. Hmm. And that seemed really high. That was and, the know, one we, I saw yesterday. We had yesterday. some a couple weeks ago that had him way out there, like 17 points or whatever. But we thought it was going to be a lot closer in the sense it was going to be maybe three or four. But he has won right now eight and a half points and probably will be closer to nine when it's all said and done. Wow. So it was a pretty, actually, pretty much what you could say, a landslide win for him.
0: And uh, I was reading about people going to the polls in New Jersey, Mm -hmm. and there were more than one person quoted that we got to vote out Chris Christie, (laughs) which I understand the sentiment, but uh, due to term limits, which is such a novel concept, term limits. Good for you, New Jersey. I made fun of you guys in the monologue at the top of the show, but uh, good for you with your term limits. Uh, He can't, that's it. He's gone. Yeah, he's gone. And. He's not going to be doing afternoons on WFAN Sports Talk Radio. So I'm not quite sure where he's going. But, uh, you know, probably modeling, if I had to guess. (laughs) I'm sure. Uh, So talk a little bit about that race, though, the New Jersey governor's Uh, race.
2: You know, that race wasn't surprising from the beginning. Murphy's held a pretty large, substantial lead. So that was not going to be a surprise vote for anyone. We pretty much knew that that was going to go Democratic. Um, The Virginia one definitely was more of a surprise just by... The number of what it ended up being and the fact that Democrats have picked up a lot more seats in the the uh, assembly than they were expected to, um, because the Republicans actually had a super majority. Now that is gone. And um, the other good thing is, too, is that Northam was able to carry uh, the lieutenant governor and the attorney general was reelected. So they're pretty much a Democratic. Uh, state for all intents and purposes and the great thing is you know we we got a lot of good wins today for people of color uh transgender a woman it, also won in virginia talk about
0: that that's uh i, I only noticed that because our friend drexel actually posted yeah it on social media. she
2: she beat the incumbent who was also for a bathroom bill in virginia uh the lieutenant governor uh, fairfax is african-american and he's only 38 years old so wow. we've, we're now increasing the bench mm, for young, democrats. I don't trust him. I don't trust him. <laughs> but it's good, you know, get some fresh new no, young I mean, talent in the democratic ranks and at statewide election it's very very important. So the the Virginia uh, election was a really good bellwether of showing the direction of the country. Again, we talked about in, earlier is that it's not a huge surprise uh, considering the popularity of Trump and that, you know, the last time in 2009 both Virginia and New Jersey went Republican when Obama was new. So it's not a huge surprise. It's just a surprise that Virginia is now trending more and more Democratic. It's interesting and, because, I mean, Virginia,
0: I mean, obviously, it's literally mm-hmm. one state. Actually, it's not a state. It's a commonwealth. It's isn't a it? commonwealth. It's one commonwealth. Yes. But if you look at, and, you know, if you see the breakdown of the maps, if you look at the Washington, D.C. suburbs, mm-hmm. where I know a lot of people that live there, uh, it, it's very Democratic-leaning. Mm-hmm. But then you go out and, and, like, rural Virginia, I mean, that's not like a difference. That's like a different
2: planet right. almost,
0: you know. Right, and, especially when
2: you go down to coal country and Roanoke and yeah. southwest Virginia, you're really looking at a very rural, very, very Republican area, but Northam actually did better in those downstate counties than Trump did last year. And, um, you know, we, it, really, Northern Virginia is the one that helps carry Virginia as a Democratic state, because if you were to cut Northern Virginia out, then, yeah, Virginia would definitely be Republican. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's really good news for Democrats that needed some good wins tonight. They also picked up some seats in, in special elections in Georgia picked up a couple. They picked up uh, Manchester, New Hampshire's mayor, uh, which was uh, the incumbent Republican lost. Uh, they picked up another young uh, woman of color, Charlotte Mayor, is now going to be a Democrat. And um, they also ended up winning in Maine for expanding Medicaid. And mm-hmm. that's also about bellwether for the Affordable Care Act. And it's going to make it much harder now for Republicans to be able to start peeling this stuff back. That's the first statewide vote that people actually got a chance to vote on it to um, expand Medicaid. It had been done only by the uh, government before local states. So now we have 34 states, I believe, that have done the Medicaid expansion. And now with Virginia being solidly in Democratic hands, it looks more likely that you could have Medicaid expansion there as well.
0: So I mean, obviously, this a lot of this anecdotal evidence you pile it up. Mm-hmm. It's great for Democrats. But what does it ultimately mean? It doesn't really change the no. way business is being done in Washington. No. Uh, that'll be not next year. <laughs> but, uh, Chelsea, you hear all this. Uh, what's your reaction? What do you think this says about the way people feel about maybe the way things are going, maybe about the way that they themselves voted last year?
1: I'm wondering if it's less about uh, wanting to um, come out and vote for the Democrat as much as it's like we got to stop this Red Republican wave. That's
0: or it's just a backlash to Trump. I mean, you know, I mean. Well, according
1: to Trump, um, uh, the (laughs) the uh, Ed Gillespie Gillespie. Mm -hmm. lost for failing to embrace him more.
0: Yeah, I mean, sure. That that's you know what? That's certainly a theory. (laughs) Um,
1: So yeah, I think it's it's a little like we hate Trump, but it's a little more like. This isn't working either, so now we got to go the other way. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, all all the above, I think.
0: It it makes sense that Mm -hmm. a lot of people's votes are basically not Trump votes, considering Mm -hmm. how many votes he was able to get because they were not Hillary votes. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just sort of the pendulum swings in 364 days. I mean, is it
1: just that, you know, Democrats finally showed up, or is it? Well, that people voted It's a good question.
0: Are we hearing anything about turnout
1: uh, or is turnouts it too soon?
2: Turnout's definitely higher in Virginia and that's yeah. been the case uh, from back in 2013 for sure. It's definitely higher and there was definitely higher turnout in northern Virginia where the Democrats were. So yes, it's a good sign for Democrats, but again, It's hard to read too much into it because it's, if you were to just step back and look at everything, it's pretty typical of what happens. Um, Like I said, going back to Obama in 2008, in 2009, the Republicans won the governorships in Virginia and New Jersey. And in 2010, you know, the Senate and Congress were picked up by Republicans. Um, So it's like you were saying, the pendulum swings, and for the most part, it's pretty typical, but you have some more quirks this time because you have. Uh, uh donald trump who's incredibly unpopular who's dragging a lot of people down and you do have pent up uh demand and anger by democrats and energy now to get out and vote more than they might have felt in 2010 when or in t- 2009 when obama was the new president and you know they were excited by him and they had less of an inclination to go out and vote and now you're seeing the opposite now where democrats are definitely empowered to go out and vote and we have seen that in a lot of places tonight which is which is good news for the democrats
0: so, is there any good news for uh, Republicans? Uh, well, they nationwide. kept their
2: seat in the uh, third okay. uh, in Utah. Yeah, well, that—that uh, that yeah.
0: that, I mean, yeah, for Chaffetz's Chaffetz, Chaffetz, sheet yeah. seat to or she... I
2: <laughs> mean, but I yes. can't imagine somebody being as <laughs> no. bad
1: as it somebody. I mean, who is this well, Republican?
2: I, I mean, again, it's it's Utah, and I wasn't going to expect it to go to the Democrats anyway, so it, it's not a surprise. But I guess you could say that's good news. Um... Not a lot of good news for Republicans tonight across the board. Right, I mean, and... Because the Democratic victories are much bigger than were even anticipated, especially when you look at Virginia, you look at Pennsylvania, um, the Supreme Court there now may be six to one with Democrats there, so um, it's really hard to find good news in general for Republicans. Although I
1: wonder if Mitch McConnell and Paul Ryan are being like, okay, this means we've really got to pass tax reform, Mm -hmm. and... All the Republicans are going to get in line and do as we say, because look what's happening mm-hmm. if we don't get anything done.
0: Right. Although apparently with the tax reform, it's conservatives that are very unhappy right. with what's being proposed. Mm-hmm. So, And uh,
2: then you've got Republicans in Democratic states that are unhappy with some of the deductions that may be taken away for their constituents. So it's going to be hard to find that middle ground, I think, for them, especially more because you'll get some Republicans in some of those bluer districts that might be more frightened to go and vote on a Republican line, knowing what they've just seen now thinking that they're, Job could be at risk as it, well, so it, it's almost like ways. they
0: didn't realize that if you're going to do tax reform, mm-hmm. you can't piss off the rich people. Like they're the ones that you have to keep happy. But well, but this, well they are. <laughs> it does well, yes, but not enough is apparently what the the issue is. Um, now, wow. Chelsea, obviously, you are not going to have any advice for what Republicans can do between now and next year's midterm elections. But hmm. what should Democrats do?
1: Actually, I was kind of that. That first question is very. Interesting. What 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 if I... I don't know. You can't tell them all to put their head in the
0: oven. That's not nice.
1: No, I was going to say, like, grow a conscience or something. Oh,
0: okay. But um, but what do you think Democrats should really focus on? You know, they definitely shouldn't rest on any kind of laurels. Like, see, this tells you we're very popular. Mm -hmm. Let's not campaign in Wisconsin.
1: I think (laughs) they should be talking about corruption, money and politics. I mean, because Trump is sort of the... The, the poster child for all these alligators that he's brought into the, the swamp? swamp. Yes. And so, I mean, you know, Democrats can't get anything passed, but, I mean, what a great conversation to have if we can only just get them all to have one conversation. What are we all looking at? It's just I just reading
0: something was from the, our friend Cheryl uh, Texas, in all the chat. Yes. It's all right. <laughs> and the emojis, too. We're glad to, we're glad right to see right there. there's so many emojis up there. Distracted. It was really distracting. just
2: trying to figure out if it meant something. I was like... Yeah. Stand for anything?
0: Uh, anyway, so uh, a good night all around. Uh, Scott, what do you think first Republicans should do between now and uh, a year from yesterday? <laughs> and also, uh, what do you agree with uh, Chelsea's thoughts on what Democrats should focus on?
2: Yeah, no, I do agree. And I also think that we need to keep the, the energy level up and not just be the anti-Trump. Uh, We also need to have the own platforms because we did end up losing a lot of uh, middle class and rural white voters. And we have to be able to speak to those people as well and not just be anti-Trump because that will not work for us. I mean, yes, to some degree he does it for us, but we need to have a very coherent message. But that's almost the
0: reason not to harp on it because it's like he does it himself. It's almost better to sort of do those ads that are just. Trump speaking, you know, and you don't have to actually comment, you know, you don't get that voiceover guy, you know, the Donald Trump. Yeah, just exactly. Like, here he is. Like, these are his words. These are things that he said.
2: And I think we need to focus on, the, the Democrats need to focus on things that are important to the everyday American, like healthcare, and why, you know, building upon Obamacare is better than repealing it and giving people bare bones coverage and making sure that, you know, we're, we're planning ahead for the future with jobs that are going to be there and not be focused on 19th century jobs like coal. Um and, and speak to those people of the things that are important to the everyday American.
1: You know what's interesting? I am watching I'm in the middle of a documentary called Eleven Eight Sixteen. Have mm-hmm. you heard I,
2: of it? I wanna watch it. I cannot wait to see it. I've read it, yes, and I've heard of, read about it.
1: But the the people that they cover in West Virginia coal country, mm-hmm. they're like I mean, how 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 could they just like take away our our, 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 our job and not give us anything else? Mm-hmm. I I, I'm like, do these people have internet? I mean, I don't mean. I to mean,
0: be... maybe not. You know, I mean, but the, there's but some the, really uh, rural. Uh, there are, areas. But, but
2: again, it was the messaging. It was the fact that Trump swept in and said we're going to keep coal jobs, and Hillary made the mistake of saying coal jobs are dead, and you have to retrain for new technology. But you know, it was the messaging that was off. Because yes, they, the coal is not going to be around forever, and that's just the way it is. And and. But it's how you're messaging it and how you're getting it out there and how are we going to support those people. How are we going to get them educated, and how can we speak to those people to say that you know Democrats themselves are the ones that are going to support you, as opposed to I mean, Republicans? I, that Are support? I feel like the, this is the when the Democrats should
1: be like, you know, we've got to follow the free market, and the free market is going away from coal because other sources of energy are cleaner and cheaper. Right. But
2: the thing is, how do how do those people then get retrained if they can't afford to go to coal? Like, what is it that Democrats can do to say either we're going to help with training or we're going to have? two year college and, and technical and trade schools like public education now be covered. Like what are those what are the popular things that they can embrace like with healthcare and, and stuff to encourage people to be retrained in new jobs and, and help people with that transition? And and not just say it's going away and you're on your own kind of thing.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought it up because uh, this segment of the show is brought to you by Clean Safe Coal. <laughs> it's also delicious. Find it at your local grocery.
1: Oh, and in the documentary, this girl is like, "And there's such thing as clean coal. How? Because how? How could Hillary not know that?" <laughs>
0: Look, that you know, I'm just hey, is good, you know? Yeah. If you
2: can brand that it's clean coal and people <laughs> fall for it.
1: Well, I'm
0: glad that you brought up 11 8 16 because. Uh, Day the shall live in infamy? One year ago tomorrow began what some people consider to be our long national nightmare. Mm-hmm. And for others, it them. meant that it was time to get the good white sheets laundered and be ready for uh, a new rain. <laughs> I don't know what that means. At first, I'm, I am like, just where reading. Is he going I, with I don't this? know what that means. Uh, yes, uh, one year ago tomorrow, Donald J. Trump was elected our 45th president. I'm so glad Drexel's not here because I think he'd probably. Vomit well, actually, on I the would that. take
2: that back. He wasn't elected until electoral college. That's fair. I'd elected him in December. But it was when for. Him. Let's just delay but. the <laughs> yeah. inevitable.
0: Uh, and uh, you know, not for, a popular for everybody person. that's in the chat, uh, tell us what you were doing and what you thought when you saw that. And also, if you're watching after the fact, leave a comment. But uh, I'll tell you what the three of us were doing Yeah, just a few doors down in Studio 4 mm-hmm. doing our live election night coverage, which, by the way, is still out there on YouTube if you want to watch is. it. I tweeted out the link earlier today. Um I personally don't need to watch it, but uh, if you want to see if you want to see the air very slowly come out of a balloon, uh, watch (laughs) that show. Uh, Our our friend Scott right here, Scott Moore, uh, basically had to put down the blue marker as he he colored in the
2: electoral map on our high tech uh, map that we had, and and the red. (laughs) I mean, we had to bring in
0: like four red markers because uh, there was so much red. Uh, Anyway, I I was uh,
1: wondering if you were going to ask, so maybe I'm going to ask. Do you think that the last year has been better worse or as bad as you thought it would be
0: Oh, me personally? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll, I'll turn it around to you guys. But uh, I think it's probably been about what I expected, where there's moments where you just shake your head and you're like, I can't believe it. it'll never get worse than this. And then the next day, you're like, it's worse. But then just in general, like if you really think about it, you know, if you look back on this time 50 years from now, if the Earth is still around, which it probably won't be, but let's just <laughs> hypothetically, uh, you'll just read about it. It's like, okay, so this guy just didn't get anything done. Because that's ultimately what it is. There are minor things that certainly have impacted some people especially minorities and Muslims but uh, the, all the things where's the wall you know where well, there
1: are six examples or prototypes that are but yeah it's not going to be done but I mean some of the the agencies have been really crippled uh, I was listening to an interview with Michael Lewis the author of moneyball and big short and he's been doing these um, Stories about, you know, inside the EPA and inside now the USDA and how these agencies are sort of being suffocated to death. And I think that might be the legacy. No, I mean,
0: I think that, uh, look, I think, uh, honestly, those are are long-term problems. Mm -hmm. But in terms of day-to-day life, it's not that different – if you're not somebody that watches the news all the right. time, uh, you know, because it doesn't really impact day to day life for a lot of people. But yes, there's a. Lot, but for me, it's about what I expected, and then there's moments where I'm like, okay, I did, mm-hmm. I did not see that coming. Uh, but uh, it, it was your question, Chelsea. So what do you think? The, the last 360 question, 40s, but I
1: didn't think of the answer. <laughs> I mean,
0: you could never. I, I feel like I'm going to give what I think is your answer, and you can tell me if I'm oh, right. Okay. That you were prepared for it to be bad. But this is much worse than even you thought we would get. Uh,
1: Maybe because I I thought, let's just see what this Drain the Swamp thing looks like. And maybe that was like the glimmer of something that I thought, well, let's just just see. I didn't believe him, but then I thought, how can you just so overtly lie about something that's going to be so easy to measure? Um, But he did.
0: Uh, And Scott, I'll get your thoughts in a moment, but I want to read some great comments in the chat. R. Scott Brown on November 8th, 2016, was tying off a vein, trying to make it all go away. Hey, (laughs)
2: you
0: know, drugs aren't cool. Just say no. The demonaut says, on November 8th, I was laughing and yelling. Didn't know whether to feel bad, happy, or angry. I threw the word bad in there, but I realized (laughs) that it's not there. To feel happy or angry. Uh, And, you know, to some extent, demonaut, there was this weird schadenfreude of watching people in the media who are supposed to be objective and pretend they have no bias, and they're crying on the air, you know? I, I mean, literally crying. And, and I'm not talking about commentators, opinion people. You know, Stephen Colbert was doing a live comedy show where they didn't tell any jokes because they couldn't believe it was happening. But people on CNN were crying. Well, and I'm like... Was crying. Uh, I actually can't remember, but it was out <laughs> in the big room, but I remember seeing it. Jake Tapper was the only one who wasn't losing his shit. He was the only one who was like... <laughs> Well, this is crazy, but let's actually talk about it. And Mm. uh, Martha Raddatz on ABC—I think she's still crying 364 (laughs) days later.
1: And I'm just like, a lot to cry about.
0: Sure, but not when you're when you're pretending that we have an unbiased media that doesn't have a vested interest in these things. You you know you can cry, but you got to cry off camera. You can't do this while you're reporting that Donald Trump is going to be president. So there was something about that that I found interesting. But it didn't have me excited about the idea of a Trump presidency.
1: Uh, actually, in some ways, it's been not as bad because I thought that with, you know, Republican House, Republican Senate, mm-hmm. Republican president, they were going to get a lot of stuff done. And yeah. so in that way, things have been phenomenally. I, I think and we all
0: know that Chelsea wanted the yeah. swamp to be drained.
2: Right. I mean, I, I, I think what you're saying is I'm surprised that more hasn't gotten done. I was really afraid about Obamacare being repealed and and, and, and all these things that haven't come to fruition. And as far as day-to-day life, it's pretty much the same for me. I'm at the same job and I'm freelance and, you know, we're kind of in our own bubble here in California. And look, but- I'm,
0: ju- I'm just as devilishly handsome as I was a year ago. <laughs> that hasn't changed at all. So, honestly, the rest of it doesn't matter. But uh, I will I just, just w- say – I yeah, was go just
2: gonna No, but I was just going to say I never felt more uncomfortable having him – Tweeting out stuff, and I thought maybe he was going to become more presidential. Oh come on! Maybe no, but I was hoping maybe some things would. Well, change. I thought that by no, I knew that he wasn't going to tweet all the stupid crap. No, I think by default you figure someone will become Somebody more presidential. Somebody was going to do something, but I it want, was worse than I, I thought. I want to know
1: where are all those people now who were saying give him a chance, show your faces.
2: Well, I know. I was like, I would never give them a chance. If they're running for reelection next year. Yeah, they're probably not.
0: (laughs) Uh, Lady Goth in the chat said that uh, she was watching us that night, uh, scrolling through her feed, curled up on the floor. And that's no exaggeration. Uh, I hope that you're up off the floor Tonight, uh, Andreas Froby, uh, not as bad. We have not died of nukes, and you know what? That is a great That's point. A that is definitely something that could have happened. Uh, <laughs> Many si- times well, since January twentieth, that wouldn't have happened. Uh, you know, before that. Uh, and Lady Goth adds in yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Shareable Texas says that at me. I'm implying that we need AI robot reporters. Uh, I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that the media media figures who cry about the result of an election as they're covering it should not pretend that they're unbiased. And if if we had people being a little bit more honest, if MSNBC would open the doors and be like, oh, yeah, we always want the Democrats to win. And if Fox News was just like, yeah, who do you think we're for? I think that would be great. There's just very – be more upfront about it. Don't don't pretend. Uh, and uh, let's see. Lady Goth also points out toxic chemicals in the fresh water, regulations loosened or removed. Well, I can't see those things. No, but you're absolutely right. Uh, R. Scott <laughs> Brown points out uh, Cronkite got misty when JFK was shot. Very different. Very by different, the way. yes. That's, that's very, very different. different. That's the assassination of a president, <laughs> yeah. not the election of a
1: president. Oswald with the help well. of Ted Cruz's dad.
0: <laughs> yes. That's well, we funny. all know that Ted Cruz's dad was involved. Of course. Uh, so, uh, why can't media people cry when America died, is what wow. he's saying. But here's the thing America didn't die. Uh, he, I don't know that he made America it's great tortured. again. It's tortured. Well,. I don't know. You know, it's uh, the
1: American psyche is tortured. Well, I mean,
0: we know how much President Trump likes to follow the NFL. What he's done is he's placed America on injured reserve. I think we'll probably be ready next season, whenever that is. We'll be able to play again. But yeah, right now, you know, we're just going to have to stay on the sidelines for a little bit. But uh, don't take a knee before you come out on the field. Uh, so anyway, uh, you can keep those coming in if you'd like. Uh Sherville, Texas. I, th- I thought that Stephen Helmkamp would be brave enough to return <laughs> to the show. He just didn't vote. I know that he did He didn't vote for anybody. He didn't vote for Hillary. He didn't vote for Trump. How do you know? Because I talked to him.
1: I don't know if I that know. means anything. I, I mean,
0: it just means he didn't vote because he didn't like either of them. You know, I mean.
1: Uh, um, that's but since talking. I mentioned...
0: Stephen Helmkamp, but should probably point out the Clinton Cash is still available <laughs> on YouTube. Uh let's just very briefly talk about this uh, Donna Brazil rag because uh the Donna Brazil book, you know what it tells me? That Donna Brazil was really bad at her job. And I know it was she was the interim uh job, but you just hear about all these things. And the thing that, you know, basically is like, okay, she's really trying to tell trying to sell a book and tell a book too, but uh she's like I considered <laughs> changing Hillary at the top of the ticket with Joe Biden. I was like, really? Cause you could call Joe Biden and say you're running for president now. And I
1: was just like, maybe she just didn't understand there's what that
0: job was. That,
1: no, there's there, as I understand it, sure. There are protocols for what happens when a candidate appears to be uh, physically, medically unable to continue. And apparently that was a thought that came I mean, up for her with the,
0: she had like bird uh, flu. She was all right. Fainting thing. But, what would you think if Donna Brazile replaces Hillary Clinton with Joe Biden and not Bernie like, Sanders?
1: I don't. I don't who think she had the herself.
0: nomination rightfully ripped uh, from him, according to uh, Donna Brazile's book. I mean, that's the. I didn't read it, but her doing all those interviews—that's what it seems like. like I've heard gave, people
2: are telling me I, that, that. People have told me, and she, <laughs> I've
0: I've seen her say it, or I've like you know seen her talking, and the closed captioning says it. So I guess I could be being lied to. Hashtag fake news.
2: And then she recanted
0: it. Well, no. yeah. Once she sold some books, right. you know, you can say whatever you want. It's very
1: interesting timing on her part. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty ballsy. Why would you do that, like, days before mm-hmm. an election? But
2: I think that was the whole point, and, and to be honest, I think that was part of her thing is to uh, stir up some controversy so she could sell her book. Um, I, there's definitely bigger issues there, and that's just surface, but, you know, she's she's promoting a book. And she's saying some stuff, I think, as, like, the gossip, and, like, here's the behind-the-scenes stuff, and here's all the power I had, because I could have just had Joe Biden and Cory Booker run instead, and it just think felt... I that that's how... I, I feel like some of it was drummed up for her own... Uh, I mean, it's own so, it sounds more own... exciting than Hillary's book, but I'm yeah. not going to read either of well, them. Well, I read Hillary's book. And mm-hmm. And your thoughts... Well, that's what I'm saying. Brazil's book is definitely a little bit more exciting, but I think a lot of it was done on Basically, purpose. So would you exciting.
0: read Hillary's book late at night so that you could fall asleep, or <laughs> did you actually read I read it? it
2: late at night because I tend to read at night before I go to sleep. Okay. But... To... that's it's... That's, that's
0: when Bill reads it, too, by the way. Uh, I, I don't know. I do... I, yes.
1: I do like that this came to light. She did it in dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did it for a book. Mm-hmm. The, the name of the article um, in Politico... That included the ex was like a very dramatic title, yeah. so, right? I mean, but that's a, that's
0: a political headline writer. The- that, that I actually, well, yes. Want but a lot of her, her stuff it was yeah.
2: done very theatrically to, to promote this book.
1: But I think it was a good thing that it was done. I mean, it even had Drexel being like. Oh, because at first, when I sent him the story, I'm like, what do you think about this? He's like, this is not anything new. And Bernie Sanders had the same agreement, which actually turns out to be not true. And then, you know, you look at it because at first it was like, well, this is just for the general. And mm-hmm. of, of course, for the
2: general and... she
1: was going to have something to do with decisions mm-hmm. made during the general. Mm-hmm. But then when people realized, oh, no, no, this was starting even with the primary, then it was like, oh, crap. But people... Like me, and I think other, you know, Bernie people have known about the DNC being quite open with the fact that they're not, um, what's the word I'm looking for, objective, because of the lawsuit (laughs) that they defended against the Bernie people who sued the DNC because of this, you know, rigging idea. And the DNC's defense was, we... Are a corporation that can do sort of as we please, even if in our charter it's supposed to say that we are a neutral party. Let of me just right. point well, out
0: real fast. Yeah. Uh, did you see the comment from Storage Resident in the chat? Bernie Sanders could have won the primary. Now we all know uh, it. And I just always want to point out resident. when Storage yes, Yard residents so and Chelsea are on the same uh, yes, page.
2: Bipartisan appeal.
1: I, I didn't think that that's what's like, changed in
0: the last 364 yes. days. You and Storage Yard residents yeah, really have a lot of things yeah. in
2: common now.
1: But I, I, I'll let when you When people your like, oh, out in like, oh, but Scott. Sh- Bernie still wouldn't have won, there were millions of votes.
2: You mean roommate. that's not
0: that's not what you're saying. You're saying that's, that's what, people what people are saying. Are saying. Okay. Oh, so for the primary. I really thought you were saying that. I'm like, wait, that doesn't sound like you. So no. I no. must not be listening. Uh, and I
1: things could have been different. I think that also the the difficulty that people had in voting for him because they had to be voted Democrat and that Right, and was he was this, an
2: independent in some states you could, yeah.
1: And, you know, had the DNC really been neutral, maybe they would have mm-hmm. promoted people just registering for the party and sooner and then it, I don't know. I I don't really even feel like guessing how No, no, i going to say there say about are this a lot of we... there are
2: a lot of issues and clearly it was maybe a good thing that Donna Brazil did bring up some of those issues and um and we could see that and 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 to the Republicans and this is the only thing I'll say with the RNC because I can't stand them is you know at the end of the day and it is it is a hard pill to swallow but the DNC is right in not saying that it was handled correctly and it shouldn't be that way. But the parties do have a vested interest in who their candidate is going to be, and yes, there was clear bias that they—the heir apparent was Hillary Clinton—that they felt all along that you know, she waited her turn, and they were doing whatever they could, and there was a bias there, and that's definitely true, and that's always been been there, um, and but that is the tough pill to swallow until about like nineteen sixty eight the parties just picked their own candidates and you know, they went to the convention and you know sometimes it would take three or four rounds at the convention to actually get a candidate. Um, but there was no primaries. There was nobody going in to vote for them. And in a way, it's a lot of show in the sense that this is not a, a... a Primaries are not like the general election where we do vote for the candidate. They are done in a way to where they do have certain favorites that they want to win. into the RNCs, I will just say, they there's so many people that said do not let donald trump be the nominee do whatever you can but they ended up going in the primary way and letting donald trump win the nomination without trying to put in their preferred candidate because there were so many other establishment candidates they could have tried to do and they didn't and they allowed uh donald trump to win outright by what the the their constituents wanted and the dnc was a little bit more like we we're always pro hillary and bernie's not one of us and he's coming in and disrupting that model. I
1: mean, I understand what you're saying, that the DNC is going to favor that, you know, official Democrat. But that's... Oh, no, so they, they had lit- their
2: candidate regardless. They had yeah. their own candidate, regardless of if he okay. was a Democrat or not. They had their favorite. And, the, not in- and that they also felt like, like you're saying, they
0: felt like they owed her from 2008, because that was supposed to be her turn, and then, like, you know, the Obama thing caught on, like, wildfire. So then it's like, okay, well, we can't let that happen with Bernie. And, you know, no disrespect to Bernie, but he doesn't energize people the same way that Obama did. You can't say no, if, I, no.
2: No, but but I also say I think they were scared, but of Bernie, he, because they yeah. did not think they. Th- I, I think like well, everybody, they he, thought Hillary was going to win, and and, and I will say Bernie that Bernie definitely be
0: energized and excited people a lot more than Hillary did. But I yeah, think yeah, that uh, you know, Obama, there there was no like trying to stop that once it started. The, also, you'd be rich The DNC did.
1: has now done so much damage to oh, the no, party, absolutely, because a, the, the a middle horrible. America does not like the fact that no. the DNC looks corrupt. Hillary looks right. corrupt. They right.
2: It plays into. To the whole thing that they're corrupt and Hillary's corrupt, and you know, uh, and uh, plays in the Trump's money thing about that. and The mm-hmm. whole thing, the money, and, mm-hmm. absolutely, one hundred and ten percent, without a doubt. Totally agree with you about that. It. It's terrible.
1: And I wish they they could totally do a one eighty mm-hmm. now. They could totally come out and mm-hmm. and but they're they're not. It's a lot of. Um, you know, it looks like we're doing better because we've got Keith Ellison as the mm-hmm. vice chair. But the reality is, no, it's, it's just not. a little
2: band aid, and they're thinking. So it's I am changing.
1: very disappointed.
2: No, I, I agree. I'm, I'm disappointed too because it doesn't look good uh, any way you slice it. Uh, and then the Tom Democrats. Perez kind
1: of like tries to explain, mm-hmm. and, and instead of just being like, we cooked up, right? And we are own it,
2: and we got to move on. And you know, we're and again, we're still relegating stuff that happened in and the past. I, we need to move and forward.
1: I I have actually tried to recommend that, but people are like, oh no. You know, apologies are a sign of weakness or something, and so. Well, I
0: mean, I understand that thinking, but I think you're right. It's just like, yeah, you know, it's why you have to basically replace everyone and be like, you know, we're 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 the we're the new boss. We're different than the old boss. Yeah, and And, and we we got to
2: fix theirs, and we did fuck up.
1: Yeah, I mean, we got to move forward. It can't get much worse than this. I mean, I don't understand why this. There's like no apology. I mean, everybody's all. You know, we've got to work together, unify. Apologies, and you then know, Donna Brazile's do
2: recanting and then it just makes it more muddy than confusing. But in and politics, you're not allowed to be sorry.
0: Well, you not know, it's anymore. almost like, you know, if you're in a, a motor vehicle accident, you're not supposed to say you're sorry that you hit someone, yeah, then because you're then, in then in you're guilt. admitting that you're at fault. Mm-hmm. So, it's almost like this is one long, like, got Your insurance report. premium
1: is not going to go up. If well, the
0: DNC have... feels like it is. Yes. So, the DNC it, it is worried. It
2: cannot get worse. I, I I'm
0: pretty sure that the DNC's insurance premium has gone way up. Well, we only have a few more minutes. What? And, uh, we do, because look what time it wow. is. Uh, so, what I do want to just touch on, the fact that we played Turning Japanese at the beginning of the episode, is because of the fact that President Trump is uh, traveling Asia, um, Interestingly, getting very far away from the election results in Virginia, course, New Jersey, yeah. um, you know, he's very far away, and he's conveniently enough tomorrow he's in a country where he can't tweet, and it's actually <laughs> tomorrow there now. Do you
1: think so that he's gonna? Does,
0: he can't. That he I mean, he can't, that? Uh, does it, that he knows that he can't tweet? They probably told uh, him, but uh, I think he. I'm like, sure
2: uh, he's gonna. F- they're gonna find a way to be able to. Yeah, I wonder
0: about that. Them. Can you yeah. have like a like a sort of some kind of. Satellite I'm like sure. internet router that you just walk next to him yes. with, and he can tweet from his I'm phone. Sure they well, will. we'll find there's out, won't we. for, uh, for that. And as I alluded to at the top of the show, you know, he's sort of talking. There's no threats about war with North Korea, no Rocket Man, and he's like, "Let's come to the table and try and negotiate." Um, do you think, I mean, I made a joke out of it, but is it because he's so close, he's just like, <laughs> let me wait till I get home? Well, actually, or do you think I ahead. saw
1: on CNN that he had actually tried to go to, at first CNN called it like the DMZ, which is demilitarizing, yeah. but mm-hmm. I don't think enough people know no. what that is. So when I refreshed the page, it said, Trump w- attempted to go to the no man's land in between South and North Korea, but was, had to turn around because of weather. It, uh, I...
2: Well, that's different because originally he wasn't going to go. To he begin wasn't with, go. and that I was actually, a slap hadn't in the face that, to people, yeah. so I hadn't heard that either. But it was a slap in the face that he was not going to go and visit. That. Think Thinking about the military people. If he had
0: gone there, there do you think that Kim Jong Un would have gone to the other side and they could have like blown kisses to each other or whatever? whatever. <laughs> well, there whatever.
2: is a, there are meeting rooms throughout the DMZ. There, uh, I, I've gone um, and you do actually go in and, and there's a table in the middle. You have been there. Yes, and there's, did you
0: steal a poster off the wall? Well, I did
2: go. Oh and, my god! I did no. I went to go like tap my hand across the table to say i technically was north korea but you could see the the marks on the door when people are like pulled through yeah but they have tables and they have like well pull through the door like against their that's what they would say but they would have uh you know military people outside and then they had little flowers in the centerpiece which was like the middle of the the line there and so they would hold peace talks in these separate rooms um, and they were just all across the the border there, mm. and you could watch the people through the binoculars. The North Koreans like having their guns aimed over. Oh, at South Korea. yeah, no, I
0: I do know. I have a friend from college who went there, yeah. and, and you, you know said wear... that you just the whole time there, there's guns yes. pointed at you, and you it. couldn't
2: wear jeans or anything too Western or anything that was going to draw attention. So we had a very specific uh, wardrobe that we were allowed to wear because of. Uh, know, yeah, being very against North Korea. I'm Korean. just
0: going to guess if you were supposed to look like you were North Korea. It was green military pants. I mean, that's what everybody <laughs> had to wear. Men, women, children. The um, fatigues. Well, we, again, we only have a couple minutes. but uh, And then uh, tomorrow he's going to China, and he was really palling around with uh, Shinzo Abe, whose name I've always liked to say. Um, <laughs> do you think, Chelsea, that he's at least trying to be presidential on this trip? I'm not saying whether or not he succeeds, because I feel like I know your answer. But uh, hmm. it's really a toned down. I would say it's a kinder, gentler Trump, but I think that that's been trademarked. Mm-hmm. So I won't use that term.
1: Hmm. I'm trying to think. How many days into this 13-day trip is Two, this? Two, right? Oh, Maybe yeah. Three. By now, he's yeah. exhausted. and so it just Well, when, he, be like when he wakes t- up tomorrow and tired. can't
0: tweet, that's yeah, that's probably going to be different. Well, I, I was going to mm-hmm.
2: say, I don't think he's done anything different. He's made comments about the Japanese automaker. I mean, he still keeps making stupid comments and things he can't help himself
0: he apparently didn't empty all the food into the koi pond which was uh, apparently yes. a really big story fo- that well it was a faux pas sto- right but he but he actually didn't do it so that, that that's my understanding
1: that, was, that, that a picture of that
2: something. well i think it was the picture made it look like he yeah, was doing he, like, it because it's, it, it's a faux pas like yeah. you're supposed to do it in a you know it, as in japanese culture everything's very reserved and very yeah uh, well i mean go figure that
0: president trump doesn't know how to feed a living thing he can't you know? do anything right? well he <laughs> just doesn't know how to do that uh do you think that uh, i, I had a specific question for chelsea your name is right mm-hmm. here what do you think will be the impact on this trip of the formal u.s withdrawal from tpp the trans-pacific mm-hmm. partnership so that you know what will that have on trade talks with all of these countries over the next two weeks
1: and keep in mind, you only very, have a minute. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. That is a great question, and I have not thought of that. So you're going to have like, to think about it for gonna next week? He's going to say that we're going to come up with something just us and them. It's going to be
0: so much better than the TTP. TPP. He he'll might actually, call it He'll probably TTP. say TTP. Yeah. Yeah. You're done with TPP. I think I made you, that joke a yeah. year ago. Yeah, you know me. But anyway, <laughs> uh, well, it's something to think about. And I guess it's something to watch because by next week's show, he'll still be there. Or, you know, maybe he won't, but he's supposed to still be there. Uh, anyway, thanks so much to uh, everyone in the chat who joined us today, tonight. And, of course, thank you, as always, to the panel. Chelsea Galicia, Chelsea Galicia's got more at S Man eighty. Uh, we uh, well, let me make the big announcement first. I, I guess that Drexel announced this on the other show, but uh, December fifth, we're going to be doing an end of the year special joint show with. The Political Beat at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 Pacific. We're going to do a little end of the year show. The big two-hour block. Mm -hmm. We'll have everybody from this show, everybody from that show, which I guess it means I'll finally be on The Political Beat at the end (laughs) of the year. Although technically, I guess the part I'm on is still going to be the Trump report. So maybe (laughs) I won't, but we'll find out. At the split screen. Yeah, we'll see what happens. But anyway, we will be back next Tuesday. That'll be November 14th. Right after the political beat with Chelsea and Drexel and 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 Pacific, make sure you follow us at Trump Report ABTV. But that's next week, so we'll see you all next time. Thanks so much, everybody.
2: Thank you for voting.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network.